Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to another episode of Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, just when you thought you had the record for the longest distance in purchasing real estate property from California to Florida, investing over 2,600 miles away, someone comes along and, you know, beats that record. And not by a little, but by a lot. In fact, more than double. In fact, my guest today has been purchasing investment real estate here in the United States from over 6,000 miles away because he's in Spain. And he's an interesting character, a younger guy with a family, but you know he's got a full-time career with a Fortune 500 company, yet he is a real estate entrepreneur and an investor. And he came onto my radar just recently and I thought, geez, you know, this is an interesting story. You know, How do you invest in real estate as essentially a solopreneur from over 6,000 miles away? So I just wanted to ask him some questions to get into his head as to how he got started, why he's doing what he's doing, how he's doing it, what's important to him and what his challenges have been. Because I think some of that plays into what we all experience and what we all do. So interesting guy, his name is Billy and we're going to talk to him here in just a few seconds. A quick word from our sponsor. You know, business owners need capital to grow and expand. Payroll, hiring, acquisitions, access to capital can be difficult and risky for business owners, especially when it's tied to their personal credit. Credit Suite empowers business owners and entrepreneurs to get the money that they need to grow their business. Credit Suite also helps companies obtain business loans and credit lines through over 1,000 different lenders. A business owner can use business credit to fund their business versus relying on personal funds, personal guarantees, or those of their friends and family. How fun is that? Credit Suite has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a 5-star ranking with Trustpilot. You know, you might be surprised to know that any business can qualify for business credit, even startups, if it follows the proper steps to obtain it. They map out those steps in a free guide called How to Build Credit for Your EIN that is not linked to your SSN. To download this free guide, visit creditsuite.com slash passive. That's credit, S-U-I-T-E dot com slash passive. It's my pleasure to welcome Billy Keels. Billy is an international real estate entrepreneur, an author, coach, and a mentor. He sees opportunities where others don't in real estate. And the one thing that makes Billy interesting is that he works full-time for a Fortune 500 company in Barcelona, Spain, yet he invests in U.S. real estate from over 6,000 miles away. Billy, welcome to the show. Marco, thanks so much. Really looking forward to the conversation today. I'm looking forward to it too, because you're a really interesting investor. I want to call you a character because you do so many things. You speak so many languages. And I want to start by learning a little bit about you and, and have our audience learn a little bit about you, because we're going to talk about some interesting stuff here today. Tell us how you ended up in Spain of all places. Let's start there. Yeah, sure. So the short answer is love, but it started out as I'm a guy from Columbus, Ohio, I moved around the U.S. most of my, my younger life. I went to college in the southwest of Ohio. And after that, I had a chance to work for a, a pretty amazing company that allowed me to work and travel throughout some 58 different countries in five years. And after that, I didn't see myself going back to a normal nine to five. So I was very fortunate enough to be accepted at university in Paris. So I moved to Paris. I wanted to learn how to speak French dance, salsa, and also learn more about wines. That was supposed to be a one-year sabbatical. I enjoyed it so much that I was fortunate enough to begin working in a different Fortune 500, but I left Paris, moved to Montpellier down in the south of France. I lived in Italy uh, to build a sales team, went back to France, 
uh, met a beautiful little Spanish woman. And well, one thing led to the next. I uh, left uh, Montpellier, came to uh, Barcelona, Spain, been married and have two wonderful children. So that is how a guy from the Midwest ends up in Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> Congratulations. That's exciting. And you, so you speak five languages. What are they again? Italian, English, and what? Yeah, I speak, well, I try to speak English as, as much as I can. Uh, the British friends tell me I speak American. So um, uh, <laughs> English, Spanish, French, Italian, and Catalan, which is uh, the language that is spoken here in this region of Spain. Interesting. So you're a, a real estate investor investing in the U.S. from 6,000 miles away, which is kind of interesting because we get you know clients from different countries from time to time, from Canada to Australia to Japan. But what's interesting about you is you're a U.S. citizen living abroad, investing and building a portfolio here in the U.S., and you're doing this all remotely by your, essentially by yourself. How did you get started in real estate investing, and why are you – let's just start with that. I, I'm going to build on that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess I got into real estate investing. Uh, Marco, I, I wish I could say it was a, a great reason why, but it, it kind of started, well, it started from me being really frustrated because everything that I had done prior to investing in real estate was pretty much just investing blindly in mutual funds, stock market, and 401k. And in 2000, my portfolio took a hit. And I remember uh, hey, just hang it out, ride it out, and just keep the diversification and stuff like that going on. And that was okay until a little bit after 2008. And my portfolio took, a, I think it was 33 or 34% dive. And I got really frustrated. And I was like, I, I don't want to keep going through this. I felt like I was doing all the right things, but I was completely out of control of my investing or my, my financial life. And so I picked up a little purple book and, and read that, that Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that really changed my life. I felt like this was a way for me to start to have more control, move into a, a new asset class. And it, everything that was in that book just completely made sense. And so initially I wanted to invest in here in Barcelona, but all the things that I'd read in the book, it was difficult to apply them from a capital standpoint for money wise. And then I looked at buying parking spaces here because that's something that is pretty similar, like in New York City or, or in LA where you can buy a parking spot and rent it out a monthly. And then somebody said, hey, Billy, you're an American citizen. Why don't you buy back in the United States? And one thing led to the next. And I looked into doing that. And yeah, that was what made sense for me in my context was to invest you know, over 6,000 miles away in real estate to kind of take away that pain and, and give me better control over uh, creating passive income. Just out of curiosity, do they actually have financing for real estate in these foreign countries that you're visiting, like Barcelona, Spain, and other places? Yes, they do. The requirements are pretty stringent, but they do have uh, financing opportunities. A lot of them tend to be more like adjustable or variable rate type of opportunities versus something that's fixed rate. Yeah. But yeah, but they do. They definitely do exist. Interesting. So, Billy, you know, some people say that timing is everything as it applies to most things in life. And I certainly feel that way about local markets. You know, we're talking about the United States. The U.S. Mm -hmm. is, is such a large geographic area. It's made up of over 400 metropolitan statistical areas or MSAs, as they call them. And, you know, the whole thing about timing and local markets is looking at timing from a technical level. But we have a lot of people who listen to the show that are just getting started or they haven't even started or they've reached kind of a plateau and they want to break out of that. So they want to build a larger portfolio. So on a personal and psychological level, when do you think someone should be buying rental property? I guess what comes to the gut is probably buy it before they're ready. And at the same time, they, they should buy it when they are, I would say, comfortable and begin the path of being educated. Because, And I guess that's also because I'm a bit more of a conservative type of investor. At least once you start on your path to education and understanding 
what is available that will really help you to understand not only when is the right time, but also where is the right place and who are the right team members to help you in your path to creating this new income stream or passive income or getting you closer to uh, whatever dream that is that you have. Yeah, I, I like to think that you know, any time and all the time is the right time. It's just a matter of what you're investing in and where you're investing. So it's just a matter of location and opportunity, not so much, you know, anything else. But of course, there's the psychological element. And that's the big thing, you know, that I, I think that I'm touching on. But you see trends. I know that you've talked about this before. You know, you have to look around and look at, you know, what are millennials doing and what is the price of homes? You know, where's that trend headed? And I mean, do you have any comment about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's one of those, it is one of those things I was recently talking. I mean, if you look back in the 60s, I mean, there were rental rates that were somewhere, people, you know, renters were somewhere in the 21% or 22% range. And, and when you look at today, I mean, there are more than 40% of homes are, are, are renting or the, the, the rental population. And you mentioned the millennials. I mean, the millennials, one of the things is that, it, that we see that there's a tendency that they enjoy having freedom of mobility, right? And so to be locked, to lock down in a particular place for a longer period of time is something that for real estate investors is, is a trend as well. That's very positive that is helps us to provide what this you know this new generation is looking for and also it's going along what the what the trends are and the trends are you know more and more renters so it provides an opportunity for us to provide value for the for the marketplace so essentially we're becoming a renters nation and the demand for housing is increasing definitely and at the same time we're not keeping pace with the increase in the population so the demand for housing is growing for two reasons one fewer people are buying more people are renting but we also mm-hmm. have a larger population that needs to find a place Place to live. So we have this perfect storm for ourselves, don't we? We absolutely do. I mean, it comes back to what you're talking about uh, as, as well earlier. I mean, the, the timing is a great time to be able to, to provide value into the marketplace, yeah, without a doubt. Sure. So we all know that you know choosing the right market is very important at more macro level. It's, it's what I call the top of the funnel when it comes to our top-down approach to real estate investing. Many people start with the property and I say this because it's it's essentially a mistake, but you know, many people start with the property and then maybe look around at the neighborhood and then the city. And so they kind of work it backwards, in my opinion. Let me ask you a couple of questions based on this. What would you say are the main reasons or the biggest reasons for investing long distance? Oh, I would say a couple of things. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying right now. And, and one of the reasons I agree with you, Marco, is because I started that way as well. Like I looked for the opportunity. What was the right deal? And then you realize when you're far away that you also need to make sure that your your residents or your tenants are cared for in the right way, right? That you need to have the right team around them. So that's something that I also learned along the way. And it's it's one of the things that now helps me because it's important to be very clear on, you know, what is the reason that you are investing? Or, you know, are you someone who's looking for capital gains? I know we talk about a lot, or are you looking for cash flow. And when you start then looking at whether or not the long distance or why long distance is, you know, if you're looking for something that will help you to get to your goal, your personal goal, which is one of those two things, and you're able to do it in a way that is controlled, that will help you get to that goal faster, then when you're aligned with the right team, then the location becomes less relevant because it becomes a matter of control and having the right team in place that can help you to get to the goals that you've set for yourself for those around you, and ultimately being able to provide value for the person that you are 
you know, providing a service to. Hopefully that makes sense. Would you say that it ultimately comes down to the returns and the cash flow? I mean, is that at the heart of it for you or is there more to it? In my personal situation, so I would say one of the, yeah, I mean, the returns is, is something that happens, but I guess for now I've gone from that position where it's just purely about the, the, the returns to also now being able to see that it, it can provide a lifestyle. So I, I have also the desire to live between Europe and the U.S. And so for me, that's a real driving force. And one of the byproducts of that is by being able to work with a strong team in a location that understands what my goals are, that we're able to create the returns. And by being able to create the returns as a, as a byproduct that allows us to do more and more of that because we're, we're working with competent professionals in, in a specific market. So I would say it's both. The, the right now, the driver is getting towards a, a goal or the, the dream and the byproduct is being able to do it in the, in the right way and, and creating returns that allows us to continue to do that. It creates a flywheel, if you will. Right. All right. So along the theme of my top-down approach, let me ask you this. What are the top things that you're looking for? When you're looking at a market, what are you looking for in, in order to pick the right market or the best market that meets whatever investment criteria you have in place? Yeah. I mean, some of the things that you talked about before, I mean, I, I like to look for positive trends. And when we look at positive trends, I mean, there are a couple of things. And also tend to like to work in markets that have, let's say, a certain number of people, so 300,000 people and above. And and then from that, also want to understand the different unemployment rates or, or you know, if the unemployment rate is low, mm-hmm. also two type of jobs and job diversification. And so I like to stay away from a city that is based around one specific type of industry, primarily because that puts more risk. So where there are multiple industries, growing population. So net migration is is hot, is in, moving in the right direction, meaning that there are more people moving to a particular city than leaving that city. And like I said, job diversification, we look at things like universities, students that are there, because that also helps to fill the funnel of future tenants or residents. I mean, those are some of the, the high level things that we'd like to look at. And also, I mean, just the geographic location. I mean, I tend to like to be in a place where the weather is is decent and nice, and that that could be a, a really important criteria for you know someone who is investing long distance or looking to work with others that are providing a service long distance. So location is also, and climate is something that is also important and something that we look at as well. Uh, so I assume you prefer the southern states over the northern states just because of the climate and weather. We're, yeah, I mean, that's much more of a positive thing for us. I mean, and I, like I said, I started in the beginning investing in the northeast of the U.S., and, and that was basically because I had family there. Uh, I've since realized that that's probably not the best way to place your capital or, or any other investor's capital. And now having a clear process on the way that we do things, one of the reasons that we do like the, um, let's say, the southeast of the U.S. is is because of one of the reasons is definitely weather. Okay. So I know you don't use our services per se. You know, I only kind of learned more about you in the recent past. You know, we all have our different methods of choosing markets and investing from afar. I'm in Southern California and I've invested, you know, over 3,000 miles away just because it's on the other side of the country, you know, such as Florida and Michigan and other states. But how do you go about investing from over 6,000 miles away? What is your process? How do you manage your team? In fact, how do you even find your team members? Break it all down because I think people listening here are wondering how you are investing as essentially a solopreneur in real estate from over 6,000 miles away. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so since we've just come onto one another's radar, we haven't found the area to work together yet. 
one of the things I like to say. Sure. But as it relates to the process, so and it has been a learning process, Marco. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. But today, the process, it's really clear for me now because starting with understanding what it is that the benefits that we'd like real estate to provide my family and my investors and also for the families that we're working for. And that is really focused on cash flow. So once we are clear on cash flow versus, let's say, capital gains, meaning buying low and selling high, we're looking for very consistent, stable income. And so because of the fact that we started there, now it's a matter of saying, okay, now that I know what type of you know financial return we're looking for, where are the markets that are more likely to produce those type of simple base hits? Then it's a matter of looking across the different markets or the different MSAs or the metropolitan statistical areas that you talked about before and really looking for those markets. And we look at things like we just talked about. Is there a positive net migration? Is unemployment low? Is the trend moving in the right direction or meaning that there's lower unemployment? Looking at the different Fortune 500 companies, looking at the different industries and job diversification as we start to look at the specific location that matches with our own individual or personal goal or philosophy. And then once we get to the markets, then, I mean, Marco, at this point, it's really about being able to either know someone who has a relationship in a specific location. So if we use a market like, say, Memphis, so if we know that there's someone in Memphis that we already have a relationship with, reach out to our network first. And then as we're working with the network, they hopefully have relationships. So then it's my responsibility or it would be anyone's responsibility to then to then take those referrals and follow up and have your own vetting process or really making sure that the local partner matches with what it is that you want to do, that they understand and that the local partner also understands the tenant or the resident, because that's really, really, really important. And then it's about spending time on the phone or emails. And now with technology, Marco, it makes it so much easier because you can actually get on a Skype session or a Zoom session and you can actually meet with people face to face through a screen. Now, eventually, if the relationship is important enough, and this is one of the things that I've done multiple times is you actually get on a plane, you know, because it's great to be able to leverage relationships through technology. But eventually you want to be able to get face to face with someone, break bread and really go and see the operations. They can get a better sense of who you are, et cetera, et cetera. And then once that, you know, you're, I've been clear on what it is that the own personal philosophy is. We found the right location that maps into the personal philosophy and then built the team. Then afterwards, it goes back to one of the things we were talking about before. You find the right properties or the right problems to solve that will help you to get to your financial returns or whatever return that you're hoping that real estate will provide you. So that's the philosophy that I follow now, but it's not, I guess I've kind of learned by trial and error, but that's what has helped us in, in thought process on really being able to invest long distance or outside of the home market. That's how it started. And, uh, you know, I would say it's, it's worked out well so far. And yeah, I mean, that's that's the process. Hopefully that made sense as well. Yeah, yeah. So the majority of people listening to this are investors that are investing out of state. Maybe they've invested in the past in their own backyard. But for the most part, a lot of people are investing you know, hundreds of miles away, if not thousands of miles away. And we all know that working with the right team is critically important. I, I talk about this a lot. You have to have the right team. And it's really the part that often takes the longest to put together because in the beginning, you have to talk to many people and vet those people 
and maybe you know do some research on them and talk to some references or 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 get referrals from others who do you put on your team and then how do you know when you have the right team member on board one of the things i've seen marco is or that i've experienced is number one being clear on what it is that you're looking for in terms of a team member and being very forthright and honest as you make contact with people and especially when you're looking to do that long distance, right? And it doesn't necessarily need to be that person. Like if I'm interested in making sure that I'm working with Marco, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to have contact with Marco. It's a matter of does Marco have the systems in place to be able to help me understand more about the service he provides in the area that, that he's in? And, and does that system that's working help to give me the responses that I need? But at the beginning and in the end, there has to be the communication. There has to be the, the, the forthrightness. And also, I mean, there, there are going to be times when maybe it, it's not a right fit. And both parties should be able to say, all right, it doesn't it doesn't fit. I mean, I think about some of the times it's like a, a, any relationship. If you're in a relationship and you, you like the person in front of you and the person in front of you doesn't like you, well, I guess it's not going to probably be a fit or you're not putting in the same amount of time or, or an acceptable amount of time um, to get to know one another uh, so that you can then have a common goal and work towards that common goal. You know, sometimes you may want to go into a certain market and you, you know, the market is red hot and you're not getting responses. Well, that's probably going to sh- help you understand that that's going to be the way that the relationship is built moving forward. And you have to be ready as, a, as an investor. Is that the type of team that you want to work with, one that doesn't get back to you or one that does? Sure. And go from there. So it it sounds like some of it is is just gut feel, and a lot of it has to do with communication, which if that's what you're saying, I fully agree with you because I put a lot of emphasis on communication. It's one of my pet peeves, actually. But at the end of the day, you know, that's where it starts, and you need that throughout the entire relationship. But at the end of the day, I'm always measuring people by their performance. You know, how are they delivering on what they said they would deliver on? Are they fulfilling their promises? I mean, I don't want to sound judgmental, but we all are when it comes to promises and the results that people deliver. Completely agree. I think, like I said, I think a lot of it, like a relationship in in the beginning, it may not be perfect, but as long as the, the line of communication is open and both parties are willing to understand and are able to respond, then the chances of success are well improved. But if there's no line of communication, uh, the communication is not clear and accepted on both sides, then it's probably a, a, a recipe for disaster. So who do you put on your team? Like people are listening and some people are trying to do it on their own or they're thinking about doing it on their own. You know, they're not using a full service partner, whether it's a syndicator or a company like ours that, you know, basically mm-hmm. has everything under one roof for them. But if someone wants to venture off and do this on their own, who do they need to get and place on their team in order to be successful and do what you're doing? I would say the first thing, so that we're, and we're, we're assuming that the dream is big enough. I mean, because I, I think one of the things and the, the type of service that you provide, for instance, if someone wants to have uh, nine or 10 or, or, or maybe 15 properties in their portfolio, they love what they're doing during the day and they would like to just create a diversified portfolio, meaning they're not just in stock in real estate as well. You know, I think that's the type of service that you provide will be excellent. If someone wants to go beyond that and they actually want to be, you know, the active, more of the active investor in, in real estate and they want to build beyond that, I'd say the first thing is is to help get someone that can help you internally, <laughs> meaning to help you take care of all of the things like, for instance, just your schedule or things like the bookkeeping and making sure that you have professional, competent 
team members, but someone that can help you kind of get the things off your plate that keep you bogged down. So someone helps you internally. I would say as you go forward, if you're looking more in, in terms of being able to build relationships in a specific market, uh, have someone like a, an operations director that can be the bridge between you and whatever property management company that you're working with. I think it's really key in whatever market you're going to be in if you want to, once again, be the active investor is to have someone who is is a competent property manager in the area and then have also a couple of layers of acquisition specialists that can help you in terms of being able to bring into your portfolio. I would also say as you grow and also the, the longer the distance is to have someone on your team that can help you also from a legal perspective because you know whether you're doing you live in, in California and you want to invest in North Carolina, you may want you want to make sure that you have the right person on your team that understands the law in the area where you own your real estate. That is really, really, really key, whether it's being super passive or growing the team in that way. And then also too, to have someone on your, I think I said it before, but make sure that not just the, the bookkeeping, but can also help you understand the numbers. So accountant or CFO is our key team members. Uh, I would say that you need to, that you need to have, especially if the dream is to, to grow and for you to be the active real estate investor. Right. I'm sure this question is rolling around people's minds, but everyone's always going to ask, how do I find a deal? So how are you finding your deals? Or, or do you have one source? Do you look at multiple sources? How are you searching and finding prospective deals and deal flow? So, hey Marco, I think you, I know you know this a lot better than I do. Uh, when we talk about real opportunities or real deals, most of them, the majority of the real deals come through relationships, number one. So being able to build a relationship or a network that understands clearly what your goals and objectives are. I think that's the best way. It may not bring you in the most number of deals, but your close rate is going to be much higher. And I say close rate, meaning the number of opportunities or deals that come to you compared to the number that you close. But I would say after you go from just pure relationship based, and I would then say, look to you, you know, your, your broker network. So if you are specialized and if you, if you have, if you're moving into a market, you may want to look at who is actually very moving in, in the certain circles from a broker perspective. You can also talk to your lawyers, your accountants who are also parts of your team. I guess that goes back to uh, what I was talking about before, your net, your personal network. And then if you don't have those things today, you know, there are tools on online that you can use. Uh, you, you can look at your loop nets or you can go to Craigslist. And you know, ultimately, you need to be able to pick up the phone and, and start to build the relationships. But without a doubt, the highest close rate will be with your close network that really understands you, knows what it is that you're looking for and, and the value that you're trying to bring to a specific uh, location. Right. Yeah. I think that's where most people go is they go to their real estate agents and brokers. I think that's where they start. Maybe if they have the right relationship, although it's highly competitive, there are so many people that are chasing agents, both residential and commercial, that ultimately these agents realize that the person who's going to be able to do the deal has the funds, has the credit, the capacity to buy those are the ones they funnel those pocket listings, if you will, the sweet deals and the pocket listings over to. So you're really competing with a lot of people. And that's what makes it challenging trying to work with a real estate agent or broker is unless you're on their good books or their short list, you're typically not going to see deals. So then they resort to the MLS. People search the MLS and yeah, there are sprinklings of deals on there, but they're very hard to find. And when they do come up, it's extremely competitive. Everybody's chasing it, but you almost have to kind of send out like, you know, the, the old gurus used to say you have to submit 100 offers over the course of a week or a month and just 
pepper people with offers until you find someone who's willing to take your offer at a deep enough discount where you can create your own deal. You can create the value. That's doable. That's a hard way to go about it, though, I think. I completely agree with you, Marco. Completely. So, you know, that's just one of the challenges. And I'm sure, you know, there's many other challenges. I'm sure you come up, you know, with challenges and you don't have to necessarily share what your challenges are. But my question to you is, how do you overcome challenges? This is maybe a psychological question, but how do you overcome challenges and keep going? Because I'm sure other people would like to hear, you know, how other people break through the challenges that they're faced when they're trying to invest in real estate. Yeah, you know, a lot of it is, and, I, and I'm happy. To, I'm, I'm comfortable sharing with you. I mean, I, I can think when I when I got started. I mean, there have been times when I've wanted to I've wanted to quit, right? Because I, you know, I'm working a, a demanding corporate job during the day and, and investing thousands of miles away, and have a team that's you know needs direction and things like that. But it is, I'd say, the biggest thing, and I and I don't know if we do enough of this in the beginning, Marco. And, and people tell us all the time, like, be really clear on why it is you're doing something because you're going to run out of hours in the day. You're going to be on flights. You're going to be on calls late at night. And if you're just, and this is once again, if you want to build this large business, then you need to be able to have something just more than, than the return. I mean, if you're looking more for a return and you want to put it in the hands of very competent individuals and you want to keep, you know, 10 or 15, something like that, then I would say, Hey, look, go team with someone like Marco and, and, and he can help you to sleep very well at night. Cause I think at the end of the day, we all want to be able to sleep well at night, whether we have challenges or not. And when you're doing things from thousands of miles away, you know, it is about being really clear on why it is that you want to be able to do something because that is going to help you work through the really difficult times. Like I think about, yeah, I want my kids to be able to spend more time in the United States. And one of the ways that they can do that is me being able to have more flexibility in my own time. And so that helps me get through the nights when it's, you know, sometimes midnight or one o'clock in the morning and we're still working on structuring a deal or we've had uh, an issue that needs my attention back stateside. But yeah, I would say just being really clear on what it is and asking questions. And, And also too, I mean, talk to people that have been there in the area that you want to go because they're going to be able to share with you. I mean, as I've started meeting more and more people, I mean, I've, I've learned so much. I mean, I've just been really fortunate to ask some of the questions or, or people will share with me some of the things that are going to happen. And I just have to remember to keep my mouth shut and listen to what they're saying and <laughs> kind of take notes. And that will help save from future frustration. Yeah, it all begins with why, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? And, and if it's the why is strong enough, you'll break through all your challenges and you'll stay focused on what it is you're trying to achieve. I mean, essentially what you're talking about is lifestyle design. You, you want the freedom and flexibility to be able to work and travel and do what you want almost when you want. And, you know, some people call that a laptop lifestyle. Some people just call that a remote lifestyle, whatever the case may be. But, you know, if that's what drives you, great. But as long as the why is big enough, you know, that big, hairy, audacious goal that keeps you motivated and pushing through. Yeah, you know, it actually made me think, Marco. So, and I said it, I was mentioning it before, but you know, there, there's so many people that love what they do during the day, right? They love whatever corporate job that they're going to, but they know that there's something in the back of their mind that they can be doing better. So, if they will take that, what I was saying before, so they don't want to stop what they're doing during the day, but they want to be able to have more financial freedom, and they don't want to grow big because they like what they do. So, thinking, you know, that, that one of the challenges that they would have is. How do they grow their portfolio? How do they have more resources to be able to do more things, take a trip to Europe? And one of the ways that they could do that is, hey, look, if I want to create passive income through real estate, working with someone like Marco 
He can help me do what I love doing anyway. Allow me to keep doing that during the day. I have this challenge that I need to fix in, in the evening. And, I, you know, I'd love to have, you know, 10 rental properties, but I don't want to manage them. I want to work with someone who already knows how to do that, has a network and can help me to work through that challenge. I mean, that's also another way to look at it because there are so many different solutions that are around. And, and it's just a matter of being able to recognize that. And I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening now, they, they listen to you because they know that you can help them to solve that issue and you continue to educate. So, Well, the main point that you made, which is interesting, is that there's more than one way to get to the end goal. I mean, you, you can create a goal of achieving a certain amount of, of income or cash flow, passive income, or the size of portfolio or whatever that may be. But there's different ways to go about doing it. You know, you could, you're doing it from over 6,000 miles away. And, you know, if you're able to do it, you know, as essentially a, you know, a small team or a one man show, I mean, it's, it's you with a team around you. I don't see why anybody who has a strong enough desire can't do it here in the U.S. You know, I like to think that if you hustle for a short time, you can enjoy life for a long time. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> completely so, agree. Yeah. So, well, this is great. So I hope this is inspiring for people listening because, I mean, the fact that you're doing this for a number of years now from so far away is just proof that anybody that puts their mind to it can do it. So, Billy, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up here? Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the things that you did mention is it's just that. I mean, like I'm a guy from the Midwest of the United States and I've just wanted to, you know, I wanted to be able to do some things differently for, for my family. And so that is it. I mean, it's just being consistent. It's, it's being able to go out and speak to people that know more than I do, being able to ask them questions and learn and just put into practice the things that they have taught me. I guess that's the main thing. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a normal guy. So to go out and, you know, if you're thinking about it, yeah, continue to get educated and reach out to people and uh, that can help you get to your dream. And you're definitely, it's, you know, you can do that in a number of different ways. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, Billy, thank you for all your time today. Tell our listeners how they can find out more about you or get more information if they want. Yeah, sure. Marco, I mean, there's, I always like to kind of leave it in three flavors. I mean, investing long distance is, is something I've been doing for a while. So if there's anyone that would like to actually, you know, pick my brain and ask a couple of questions, they could reach out to me. They can go to a website. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash speak with Billy. And that way we can get on the phone. I can share a little bit more about what I've been doing. There's also two people that may just want to read a little bit more about long distance investing. They can take some ideas as to some of the different things that I went through. They can download an ebook for free. If they go to keep on cash flow, that's K-E-E-P-O-N-C-A-S-H-F-L-O-W.com forward slash grow. And for anyone that just wants to kind of take a look around the website and see some of the different things and blogs and a couple of videos, they can just go directly to the website at keep on cash flow. Excellent. All right, Billy. Well, thanks again. Keep up the good work and the investing and let me know how things progress because I find it fascinating. Maybe I'll come out to Barcelona and visit you one of these days. Hey, Marco, I would love to have you join me over here and uh, appreciate all the things that you continue to do. Appreciate your generosity and for reaching out and and continuing to help educate all of us and how we can invest in markets that are not necessarily in our own backyard. Thank you very much. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate that. Well, again, thanks for coming on and we'll uh, talk again soon. Okay. Have a good day. You too. So there you have it. Distance is no longer an obstacle. It is no longer a challenge and no longer an excuse. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. You can invest in real estate, especially in the United States where we have the laws, financing, tools and systems in place far beyond any other country. So if you're not investing, it's really because you either are holding yourself back or you're just waiting to build up that cash or credit.
Anyway, I appreciate the support and the comments and the reviews you guys have been leaving. Thank you so much. It just helps us to expose this show to more and more people. And I am very grateful for that. If you have any questions about real estate investing, don't hesitate to contact my team here. Speak to one of my investment counselors. They're happy to help. We will help you with a strategy session or just answer general questions just to help you get on the right track and move forward wherever you are in your investing career. And so if you are new to the show, remember to subscribe. Just click that little button on your iPhone or your Android, whatever you have. And that's it. So I appreciate you guys listening. We are going to be back next week with another episode. So we'll see you then. Thank you. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights in media interviews, please contact the host.